the Sports Scope, the most influential sports talk show in the nation. Stay tuned for updates and great sports content. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler. Got a great show with you uh, tonight. Looks like Frank uh, Frank Wright's already been fired. Great game there for Bills Eagles. Uh, talk about how the uh, Bills defense really let down the team and Josh Allen. Uh, good scope, bad scope, and more. Uh, let's go ahead and get our first and only break out of the way. We'll hit the ground running here on Sportscope here in about 49 seconds. Hello, Sportscope followers. The program has seen tremendous growth since going five days a week. I just wanted to thank everybody for your cash contributions and sharing the program uh, with friends and families. Just a reminder, if you want to contribute to the program, go to the cash app, the, word, the cash sign, and Sportscope. There are other ways to contribute to the program listed at the bottom of the screen. If you want to advertise on the program, go to sports. That is sports with an S, another S, scope, S-K-O-P-E, at gmail.com, just like it's listed at the bottom of the screen. Thank you, and enjoy the program. All righty then. Thank you there, Pickles. Okay. All right, uh, Bills Eagles. You know that really turned out. I said that would probably be the best game of the weekend, and sure enough, in the professional games, it was. Uh, they were great college games. I'll get to them probably on Wednesday. Hope to get John on here, John. If you got my message on Twitter here. Uh, uh, try to get John Rostano get his uh, take there on um, the uh, Ohio State side of Ohio State in Michigan. But first, okay, very. Let me say this, folks. Very impressive performance by both Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. Uh, considering considering the the conditions, folks, Philadelphia, it was raining like nobody's business. I mean, raining. There were total downpours in this game. And I surely, of course, I lost, but I took the under in that particular game thinking that that this game is going to be in the 20s, maybe in the teens. You know, it, it, it goes to show you this is such a quarterback-driven league Everything else is way overstated in 2023 as far as the quality of, of play there. I mean, and, and, and look at the quarterback play of the Jets, for example. Look at the quarterback play of the, uh, even though it was a lot of yards, wasn't a lot of scoring between the Bengals and the Steelers, for example. Okay. But, you know, I have to take my hat off. I mean, this was a 37 to 24 game in overtime and a downpour and a downpour. So you, you got to give uh, kudos. And I had to look this up to uh, the folks that run Lincoln Financial there. 
Uh, they've got a field turf and grass combination. Uh, it's called Bermuda grass is what it's called. Uh, I didn't see anybody slip. Uh, look at, do you guys remember the Super Bowl? 120 million of you watched it, including myself. Did you notice all the slippage? This wasn't even in rain. Uh, on the turf between uh, the, the Super Bowl uh, this past year, between the Eagles and the Chiefs, there were guys sliding all over the place. This pour down rain, downpours. And, uh, you know, Lincoln Financial, really good job. Everything was squared away. But I have to say this. Uh, my, my grievance, if you want to say, my blame if you wanted to say, is the Bills get a 10-point lead at halftime. 17, uh, what was it, 17-7, something like that. Makes no never mind. All right. They are, they had a 10-point lead at halftime. They're 6-5. and five. They desperately need this game, okay, uh, th this Bills team. And I'm going to ask myself, and if, if I am a Bills fan, you know, and I am looking at this game, I'm thinking to myself, where's Von Miller at, man? He played the game. He didn't show up in the box score. But where is where is Micah Hyde, Jordan Poirier, Rashu Douglas, Ed Oliver, Greg Rossanu? Jordan Phillips, where are you guys at, man? What? Uh, you, you, the Bills, Ed Warder put this out, NFL reporter. The Bills are the 40th team since the 1970 merger to have 500 yards, 10 third down conversions, and a positive turnover margin in the game. They're the first team to lose in that scenario. The previous teams were 39 and 0. Again, Micah Hyde, Jordan Palmer, Ed Oliver, Von Miller, you're getting paid a lot of money, man. You know, you can't let Jalen Hurts run for 65 yards and two touchdowns. He threw for three touchdowns. Him, this guy had a great day. And on top of all that, Lane Johnson was out. The Eagles have a losing record when right tackle Lane Johnson does not play. That's why the Jets beat them. They have a losing record when Lane Johnson does not play. Okay? The Bills should have won this game. I mean... Josh Allen ran for 81 yards, two touchdowns. He threw for two touchdowns. He did have a crucial pick in the second half. But again, Sean McDermott, I mean, where's your defense at, man? You need this game bad. The Eagles were in a sandwich game. They played on Monday night. They got to play the world beater. San Francisco 49ers, they want to get that one seed. They got to play them next Sunday. I can't wait for that game. 4.30 Eastern, right? You're the lowly old Buffalo Bills. 
who desperately need that game and coming into that game, folks. Gerald Burrow's done, so their nemesis, Cincinnati Bengals, they're out of it. They're out of it in the AFC, you know? They're competing with Denver. They're competing with Miami, who they've already beat this year, okay? They're competing with the Ravens, who they beat last year, all right? And Jacksonville, who they match up pretty well against. So, you know, it, 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 you guys are getting paid a lot of money too, man, especially Micah Hyde, especially Von Miller. You cannot let them score, uh, what was it, like a third and 19 in the second half? He cannot let that happen, man. And, of course, I do put it on McDermott, uh, another reason uh, uh, to, to move on from McDermott. You can't get your side of the ball right in games like this. It's pouring down rain. You cannot give up that 10-point lead. And, yes, Jalen Hurts, uh, I mean, the guy, five touchdowns total. 65 yards rushing, 200 yards uh, passing, was sacked twice, did throw one interception, but it wasn't enough in a, in a 37-34 overtime. It, it was a great game. It was a great game. Uh, it, it was as advertised, as I said it would be, folks. But, you know, that that's another strike against uh, Sean McDermott right there. And um, uh, I'll say this. I, a lot of people are seeing the Eagles right now. Uh, they, they, they beat the Chiefs. They beat the Cowboys. They beat the Bills. And they're looking like total um, – they're looking like total world beaters. All right? Uh, they've also gave up a lot of yardage. Um, they were outgained again on yardage offensively. So their defense is just not that good on the back end. Uh, the Tennessee Titans in 2000, they, they lost the Super Bowl. They lost three games by a total of seven points. And they look like total world beaters statistically one of the best defenses in the league. Steve McNair already played in the Super Bowl, looked like a total lock, got put out in the divisional round. Last year, um, you, you look at down the stretch, the Bengals uh, looked like they were going to cruise to a win before the heart attack there of um, DeMar Hamlin. Uh, they, they, they beat the Chiefs for a third time last year. Look like a total lock to get back to the Super Bowl, perhaps win it. They were beat in the AFC Championship game by the Bills. Teams that lose the Super Bowl, other teams around the league, it is, no matter how good you are, teams around the league get way up for you. Uh, so that 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 is my stance on why are they getting down in every game. They were down by 10 last week against the Chiefs because everybody knows they're good. Everybody knows they're good, okay? Um, so so uh, Washington got them down, right? Twice, I want to say, and then they came back and won. Uh, Dallas had a shot. Everybody knows you're, that they're good. 
And I do think that that because they lost that Super Bowl, I still stand that they will not get back or they will not win it this year. They might get back, but I doubt it. Um, but we're, a lot will be said about the Eagles come up next week when they play the 49ers. But uh, they, I said, I said Lane Johnson could get hurt again. He did. I said Jason Kels had a lot of penalties in this game, but he did have some good blocks too. Uh, could get hurt again. He's 36. He's older than his brother, Travis, who's having a hard time staying healthy at Kansas City. So all of that is my – and I'm not hating on the Eagles. I'm just telling the truth, man. These are facts. Lane Johnson's 34 years old, 33, 34 years old. Kels is 36 years old. Uh, Jalen Hurts is getting banged up. He looks great, but he's getting hit a lot in these little tush-push type of scenario situations. And I think eventually, as this, even if they get the one seed, it's not looking good for them long term to win out in this particular season. Okay, um, and plus, their uh, you know, Go Dirt is out. By the way, yeah, yeah, um, uh, Dallas Go Dirt is out. I mean, so the injuries are starting to mount. They don't know if um, Lane Johnson's going to play next week. He had a growing injury. He practiced all week, Lane Johnson did. And he, that was late and late in the week that when this growing injury occurred and it's bothering him. He wanted to play in warmups and he couldn't go. And they still won. I, I put all that blame on McDermott. I put all that blame on McDermott. Uh, yeah, Allen made a costly turnover, but he basically can't play any better than that. The defense has got to get stops, man. They've got to get stops. You know, you know, Hertz is going to run the ball, and you let him do it anyways. You know, in the rain, make him throw for it. Of course, he makes some big throws too, though. Makes some big throws. Hit Devontae Smith, AJ Brown uh, for a touchdown there. So that's it in a nutshell. Um, Wanted to talk about this the other day with Carlos, but we were really looking ahead. Uh, the Jets. Uh, the, you know, I go on a show on Sunday, Mac and Jack. Jack Hirsch, is, he's a big Jets fan, you know, on the Mac and Jack and Jim Jeffcoat uh, show, big Sunday football show. And, and they were asking me uh, yesterday, Sunday show, about, about this Jets team. And, you know, it was an embarrassing loss. Looked like the team gave up on that pick six on Friday afternoon. Uh, was it Javon Holland, I want to say? Uh, Next Generation Stats had this guy run back a 124-yard Hail Mary touchdown. How was that even possible? Um, with him running to the side and everything, it was technically a 99-yard, but, of course, Next Generation Stats said, it was 124 yards total ran. Totally broke the game wide open for the Dolphins. We know what happened. They end up blowing out the Jets in that particular game. And, of course, they've already moved off their uh, moved off Zach Wilson. But they got to look in the mirror. They meaning, I don't know, Mr. Wilson, uh, the, the, the owner there, Joe Douglas, the general manager, and Woodson, I think is his name. Means no, never mind. 
and say, listen, you know, Alan Lazard was a healthy scratch Friday. That was one of Aaron Rodgers' receivers that he handpicked for them to sign in the offseason. Randall Cobb, he wasn't injured. I didn't even see his name in the box score. You know, I guess he's out there doing something. That was another Aaron Rodgers guy. Of course, you've got Nathaniel Hackett there. And the truth of the matter is uh, they got to say, hey, listen, we made a mistake here. All right. Uh, Maybe you get Aaron Rodgers for one more year. uh, But this whole thing is blown up in their face. Own it and move on. Okay. Uh, They have to have. They absolutely have to have a left tackle and a quarterback. All right. And. I, if I'm that owner and general manager, if I keep that general manager, I'm looking at Robert Salaf. I'm evaluating him. And I'm looking at this draft pick, which is they've got the eighth pick next year. And I'm saying to myself, okay, we need, we need two picks here. You know, um, what's the guy I think Jalen Phillips or whatever, Jalen, Jalen Daniels. Uh, he looks to be a good player. That's a player out of LSU. That's another good quarterback that that's going to be eligible for the draft. But you, you, you know, you, you're the Jets here, you're at four and seven, and you look at a team like the Bears, who've got the number one overall pick because they've got Carolina's pick. I'll talk about the Frank Wright firing here in a minute, and they've got the number four pick. You look at Washington, who's got the number five pick who just fired their defensive coordinator on Friday after they got roasted by the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving, uh, 28 touchdowns passing. They lead the league in passing touchdowns given up. Uh, Ron Rivera fired Jack Del Rio. Uh, they need a cornerback. I will look at Sauce Gardner and I'll say, listen, Robert, uh, I, kn- I know you love Sauce Gardner. I like Sauce too. Okay. Uh, but he, he, he's coming into his third year, and he's not winning us games, okay? We need to keep that eighth pick. There's about four tackles in this draft who are considered really good. Don't think you'll get that left tackle from Penn State, but there's three or four, maybe five, maybe five quarterbacks, okay? What we need to do is we need to get one of those left tackles and potentially get one of those quarterbacks. So I'm going to talk to Chicago at four. I'm going to talk to Washington at five. And I'm going to say, okay, do you want a pro bowl potential all pro cornerback on a rookie contract? Uh, And Sauce Gardner, they have to get that left tackle. Okay. Sauce Gardner does not protect the quarterback. Once these owners figure this out, get a quarterback, get protected quarterback, everything else is nonsense. If you don't get that right, defenses, they get injured easy, they wear down easy, um, because if they stay on on the field too long, nobody's going to agree with me here. But either him or Quentin Williams, but, but as good as Gardner is, and because he's on a rookie contract, if you could get one of these left tackles, which Joe Douglas has missed on, if you could get one of these quarterbacks, which Joe Douglas has missed on, 
That's like like I said, if he wants to go with Joe Douglas again, you you talk to Chicago, who's going to be up there with one of their picks. It's not going to be the number one pick. Washington, teams like this, and see if they want Gardner. All right? One of them will probably bite on Sauce Gardner and give you that pick. Gardner was a top five pick a few years ago. He's six foot tall. He's considered an elite corner, okay? You could go out and get another corner later, all right? But you've got to get that left tackle right, and and, and and there's plenty of quarterbacks out there. With that eighth pick, my guess is one of them will be there. Now, at the five pick, if you've got a really – if you've got a J.J. McCartney, you're really high on out of Michigan, take him at five, get the tackle – Maybe the one from Alabama, get the tackle at eight. But either way, go ahead and do that, even if you keep Rodgers on this year. Because that hole on the Jets right now is not a small hole. That is a gaping hole, man. And that is sinking the ship. Okay? That is, that is totally sinking the ship. And that is exactly what I would do here. And you've got and if you got to own the fact that Alan Lazard. This Aaron Rodgers, this whole experiment has blown up in your face. You're going to have to pivot. You're going to have to pivot and use your assets. They do not have a second-round pick. That second-round pick is going back to the Packers. They have the eighth pick because Rodgers hadn't took that many snaps this year. He got hurt, okay? So you're going to have to dump Zach Wilson. If you can get a seventh or eighth-round round pick. If you get a sixth or seventh-round pick for Wilson, great. If not, cut him. He's a $5 million cap hit. These are these are ripping the Band-Aid off type of decisions that need to be made instead of him hauling around because that's exactly what they're doing right now is him hauling around, think hoping for a miracle that is not going to happen right now. They cannot block people up front. This guy has missed. Own it and move on. Everybody misses, okay? So... Uh, that, that that's what I do if I'm if I'm in that ownership. And Sauce Gardner will be the guy that is Woody Johnson. Thank you. I don't know why Woodson. I don't know where I got Woodson from. Woody Johnson. So Woody Johnson, that's what he needs to do, man. That that is exactly uh what he needs to do because they're not where they need to be. And you know, you got a 39-year-old quarterback coming back from Achilles injury. Let's be realistic here, folks. Let's be realistic here, you know? So, anyways, all right, speaking of impatience. Uh, <laughs> so, Frank Wright was fired this morning. The Titans get off the schneid. I, I said I think they, they they would beat the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I said, we talked about this, Carlos, last week, that they needed to beat the Panthers. Uh, to save Mike Vrabel, to save my – I wish they would have lost to him. But I didn't want Amy Adams Strunk to overreact and, and fire Mike Vrabel. They did beat the Panthers. Two touchdowns, Derrick Henry. Good game for Tennessee. Of course, now instead of drafting six, now you're drafting like 10th. Go figure. I, I've watched this thing. Uh, yeah, they're drafting 10th right now at four and seven. Uh, so Frank Wright fired first year uh, after a one and 10 start here. And I'll tell you, it, it's it's a really interesting. So I read this off ESPN. 
And I've talked about this before with this David Tepper guy. How about his lack of patience? Uh, I got this off ESPN. It says, Carolina Panthers owner David Tepper fired Frank Wright on Monday, less than 24 hours after the uh, the owner left the locker room uh uh, locker room uh, muttering the F word uh, following 17 to 10 loss. Wright's tenure to Carolina ended with the NFL one in 10 record that which is it's going to the, the Chicago Bears, including open six mark on the road. He also becomes the first NFL coach since 1970, folks. Uh, manager to be fired in back to back seasons after last year dismantle from the uh, Indianapolis Colts. So two crazy owners. Um, Rex Ryan said he looked like he aged 10 years. He looked like one of those presidents after they leave. And I thought to myself, um, Jim uh, Ursay's owing him money. Now this guy, Tepper's owing him. This guy's probably got $70, $80 million in back pay, Pickles. Um 63-year-old Frank Wright. So I'm not I'm not feeling bad for him. He, he's going to be okay. He, he, he's going to be a-okay. Um, yes, he didn't show a lot of patience with Wright. Wright is a little passive as a head coach. Probably not head coaching material. Probably more better suited to be a coordinator, I would say. But uh, – David Tepper says, I met my coach Wright this morning and informed him that he will not continue as a head coach of Carolina Panthers. I want to thank him for his dedication. Uh, Frank told the Sharp Observer that he wasn't done with coaching, but he added, this is probably his final chapter of my NFL journey. So maybe he's going to go to college or something. So um, they also fired uh, Deuce Staley and Josh McCown. Those are two former players that uh, played for the team here. Uh, I'll say this. Th this guy, and I told you guys this beforehand, all right? He has had, and, and I've got the notes here in just a second. He's had Ron Rivera, he fired, when he first took over in 2018. Uh, a guy named Perry... For uh, Fewell was the interim coach, might as well have been Jerry Falwell because I never heard of him. Then he paid Matt Rule, he's still paying Matt Rule 72 million dollar coach out of college. Rule's back with Nebraska now, and uh, Tepper still owes him a boatload of money. Steve Wilkes was the interim coach, and then Frank Wright, now a guy named Chris Tabor. Okay, and um. Jeremy Fowler said a glimpse into uh, David Tepper's ownership, a style of late 2022, he wrote uh, on the team's three-year journey. What did he put here? Uh, embattled the Panthers from embattled owner Jerry Richardson. In 2018, the Pittsburgh born and raised Tepper amazed a fortune uh, hedge fund manager in the winter of 2023, less than three years into his tenure, Tepper was discovering, this is what Jeremy Fowler put, that success in pro football was more elusive. Teams were lucky to hit on three picks in a draft. Free agent acquisitions um, sometimes didn't work out. The reality is the re that the reality didn't sit well with Tepper, 
according to one front office sports, he expects football guys to be 100% right, like they're evaluating a balance sheet. Sometimes they're flat out wrong, the source says. Okay, so he, he's got to be more patient. I've said this about Jimmy. Sometimes I think these guys, I think these guys watch the show, Pickles. Because I said this about Jimmy Haslam, the owner of the Browns. Now, he's been more patient with Stefanski. He's got a lot of uh, Harvard guys in there, a lot of statisticians. Now, he's showing some more patience, and I know they're hitting a rough spot now, but they've, they're, they've got a winning record up there in the Cle- in Cleveland, and they've been to the playoffs the year before last, and uh, they've got a pretty decent team. All things considered, that their um, that their quarterback is out for the season, and the rookie's not doing too bad, even though he got a little roughed up yesterday. But he he he's got to realize that okay, this just you know making these wild moves here. Yes, this stuff this stuff gets headlines, you know. But this guy's got a temper. He'll realize, like Jerry Jones did years ago, uh, like a Daniel Snyder did, he simply doesn't know what he's doing. He needs to go out there and investigate who's the best general manager and personnel people he can get. Again, I've said this before about the other zone owners. Look at from assistance from Philadelphia, who's probably got the best roster in football, Baltimore, who's probably the best drafting team in the past 20 years, uh, 20, 23 years in the NFL, Green Bay, Kansas City, and Pittsburgh. If you just look at the scouts that work for those organizations and someone that's preferably Baltimore, I would, and say, I want to pluck this guy, this guy, this guy, and I'm going to give three to five-year minimum uh three-year minimum, no matter what happens, not unless it's something unethical, uh, I'm going to give these guys a shot here, okay? Then I'm going to go out and get an offensive-minded head coach, a competent offensive-minded head coach, and we're going to go ahead and do this the right way, the way I said the Yankees should do it, go back to doing it, and the Mets should go back to doing it and let this thing breathe. But this this type of this is what Daniel Snyder did 23 years ago, making big trades and, and, and signing Bruce Smith past his prime, Deion Sanders past his prime. And that team didn't do nothing in 2000. They didn't do nothing that year. You know, they were a bunch of big names and has-beens. Okay. I think he's a little irritated that now there were some reports that he pressed. David Tepper pressed for them to get Bryce Young. That management wanted Stroud. Well, Stroud, the the sensational rookie of the year quarterback for Houston, it looks like he's going to be the better player. That's the one I said that I thought that they should have drafted when they traded their best receiver to the um, Carolina Panther or to the, the Bears and this year's number one pick to the Bears. And they got often injured Bryce Young and undersized Bryce Young. So get your personnel people, get your general manager, and 
tell these scouts I'll double whatever. He's got the money. This guy's one of the richest owners in the whole league. You know, hedge fund manager and say, listen, man, he's right there with the Denver guy. We're, we're going to go out here uh, and, and get the best personnel people we can get, okay? Get the absolute best. Then get your coach. Then get your war room set up. Say, I'm going to give these guys three years, no matter what, not unless there's something unethical. Again, to emphasize on that, preferably five, but let's do three. And your general manager, nobody bets a thousand. Just like this article says, nobody bets a thousand in this league. The best general manager, Ozzie Newsom, could not draft receivers. He's, he, Ozzie Newsom is, 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 my favorite general manager of all time. Used to be the general manager of the Ravens. He's recently retired. Multiple Hall of Famers, including Ray Lewis on defense, left tackle. Uh, yeah. And, and Linda says he should be forced to sell the team. He's Daniel Snyder 2.0. Daniel Snyder sells the team to this Josh guy. And now this guy's going in here. This is not a balance sheet. You can't do this overnight like this. You've got to let these things breathe a little bit. Now, Matt Rule's retirement's paid for. Uh, Frank Wright's retirement's paid for twice by two crazy owners. He's got a little gray-headed. Maybe he wants to retire. I wouldn't want to retire. I'd still want to work. I wouldn't want to work with a micromanager like that, you know. But he's learning. They've already gave up their draft capital. Uh, you got to. Uh, I would not go defensive. I will go offensive, and uh, I will go offensive line, and and protect this guy and give him at least three more years. Bryce Young, since you spent the number one pick on him, we know he's a skilled player. My thing is he gets hurt all the time. You know, uh, that's that's something that I, I, I would definitely look at keeping Bryce Young for a little while longer. Plus, he's had some. He's shown some moments there. He looked pretty good yesterday, actually. I watched him here in Nashville. So it's, uh, you know, you can't buy a Super Bowl overnight, man. I don't understand this about these owners. How come they don't do their research? These guys are so successful in other lines of businesses, finance, you name it, right? Why don't they study the winning organizations? The Steelers have had three coaches since 1969, they're very rarely ever, ever out of the playoffs. They have six Super Bowls. They are tied for the most Super Bowl wins in all of the NFL. And they're very stable. They just fired offensive court, but they're very stable as far as doing crazy stuff in the middle of the year, as far as head coaching is concerned and management is concerned. You know, uh, so, but I, I just don't see how these guys see that maybe it's like a toy to them i don't know but the my, my thing is if, if you show chaos like that uh some of you're, you're not going to get and i say be patient with these guys because you want to attract other talented uh people to your organization okay if it gets really bad uh we know what we know what uh eli manning he says i'm not playing for archie said no my son will not play 
for the for this uh, then San Diego Chargers. And I think there was the same owner, the Spanos family. He says they won't play. And it, was it uh, 20 years earlier? John Elway says, I'm not going to play for Jim Mercer, senior. I know who that guy is up there in Baltimore. Then I think it was a Baltimore Colts there. He ended up moving the team to, uh, ironically, I think I want to say that same year, that same year that um, Elway said he would not play for the Baltimore Colts, they moved to Indianapolis in the middle of the night, Pickles, I think, after the season. You know? So, Carlos says it's not it, it's not common sense. It's money. Ma- yeah. Yeah, they don't know. Yeah, I just don't understand that, man. Yeah, if you're strong in one field, you got to part of part of success is surrounding people your uh, yourself with people who who know something that you don't. You know, I don't understand why these people can't understand that. You know, uh, yeah, he said he would play for the Yankees. Uh, Bo Jackson said he wouldn't. I saw this in a documentary. Bo Jackson said he wouldn't play for the Tampa Bay. There was something about the owner then of the Buccaneers uh, did something to mess up old Jackson's eligibility. He says, I wouldn't play for that guy. I'm not going to play for the owner. Uh, I will not play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't like the way that guy did me, and he didn't. Remember, he got drafted to the Raiders instead. So uh, you don't want to be that guy, Mr. Tepper. You don't want to be that guy, and you're quickly becoming that guy, you know? So um, that being said, again, Frank Wright may not be head coaching material. Uh, this guy needs to take his time, get the right people, uh, and let the let, let, let this stuff bake again. The, these owners want uh, a half-baked cake here and, and, and wonder why it don't taste right, in my opinion. So, anyways, okay, that was a game last night. I skipped over the store because I got hyped up on Tepper. Guy gets on my nerves, man. Okay, uh, Chargers, Baltimore. You know, the Chargers record is they've got as many wins, no offense, Lyndon and Mac, but they've got as many wins as the Giants do, the Titans. Teams that are considerably rebuilding at this point are um, one team without a starting quarterback. Without their, they're on the third string. Excuse me, the Giants are on third string quarterback. Tennessee didn't know they was rebuilding, and then they got into this year and they realized, okay, we're rebuilding. Okay, we're not, <laughs> we're not retooling, we're not reshuffling, we're rebuilding. You know, uh, but it, Tampa is going to be. I told you, Tampa. That lost again. They're four and seven too. They're going to be a train wreck. You guys didn't know it, but I'm telling you, that's why they they pay me the big bucks, right? But th- this Charger team, Justin Herbert, mega talent, man, mega talent, more than capable left tackle. Rashawn Slater, Pro Bowl level Keenan Allen, Jalen Gunton is a, de- a, de- a great deep threat there. Joey Bosa, Cleo Mack, Derwin James, all pro level talent. And they are sitting there at four and seven. This is one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of this game. 
and you can say, well, I don't know. Listen, man. Coaches that get fired with this kind of talent for losing in the first round of the playoffs, it's unheard of almost to, to, to be this healthy and be four and seven with this kind of talent. It's almost – they should have beat Tennessee earlier this year, you know. But this t- they should have beat Miami in week one. That's two more wins right there off the top of my head. Desperation alone, they should have beat the Baltimore Ravens Sunday. But they didn't. They did Austin Eckler, Pickle says. Yeah, and I know Mike Williams is hurt. Quentin Johnson. And they got a really good Tom Tepreslio or whatever. He's a very good general manager. He missed, apparently, on Quentin Johnson, the TCU wide receiver. And the Rams are $70 million in dead cap this year. The Rams are. 70, and they got a better record than this L.A. Charger team. And I mean, that, that, that I'm just trying to give you proper perspective of how, how much this kid's over his head. Now, if Tepper on the Chargers, now I can see him doing it to Staley. That's deserved so, you know. But you, 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 it's got to the point now where – if this guy who's on the opposite of David Tepper, who's supposedly really cheap when it comes to a coach, this this uh, Mr. Spanos here, you got to wonder, maybe it, would it be a good idea if, if simply Justin Herbert asked to be traded? You know? Now, he's already signed this big deal. He's always wanted to play for the Chargers. Uh, this is probably not going to happen. But I wouldn't blame him if he said, listen, man, trade me, man. If you can't afford a coach here, if you want to get some kid from a staff here, but Sean Payton was out there, you know, if Tepper was in this situation and he fires the coach a few years ago, or he, I'm saying he could have fired Staley last year, and you got Sean Payton, who's well, they five wins now straight, five wins for, for for the Denver head coach. He goes out and get if you got Sean Payton with this team, this team could be in the Super Bowl. Because I think Baltimore beats himself up every year. They're going to get hurt, you know. The Chargers have their problems, or the 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 Chiefs have their problems there on. Um, on offense and everything. They're getting a little old in some spots, Travis Kels. You put Sean Payton with this team, yeah, they're right there. They're the team that I thought they would be, which have the best record in the AFC, you know? So, like I said, man, I wouldn't wouldn't really blame him. I mean, I, I really don't like to see players do that to force themselves um, off teams like that. But at some point, and, and, and my guess is he'll probably let him go. He'll probably let Staley go. But you hope they don't get some guy you've never heard of or uh, some young, cheap coach again to, to coach a Justin Herbert-level talent. I mean, it's going to be Phillip Rivers 2.0, you know, a lot of people saying Philip Rivers is uh, 
he he's a he's a he's a Hall of Famer. I didn't really like Philip Rivers' attitude. Uh, he kind of reminded me of Jeff George, except he had a more successful career. Uh, George was a very hard player uh, for people to get along with. Uh, so was Rivers, but uh, they always had the same issues with. with they always were just a, they were right there. The Chargers were right there. And they couldn't get over the hump because it looked like the owner was trying to cut corners somewhere. You know? Instead of getting a big name coach, an offensive minded, proven head coach, when he fired, uh, oh God, what's the guy's name? Marty Schottenheimer in 2006, they were 14 and two, and they they lost their divisional game to New England that year, and he fired him, Schottenheimer, because he was too conservative. Instead of going out and making a big move and going after a proven offensive-minded head coach, he goes out and gets a guy that's already been fired. Uh, who is not head coach of material, Norv Turner. I want to say he was fired at Washington. He was horrible as a head coach. Very mild manner, way too passive. And we know what happened there. They 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 got they got to the playoffs, but they were a little bit worse. And their window closed in LT, Sean Marion, uh, Phillip Rivers, and all those players, uh, it didn't work out for them. You know, Quentin Jammer. I mean, they had a really good team. They had a really good team on both sides, you know. Tony Gates, Pickles, Hall of Famer. They're tied in and nothing to show for it. Nothing to show for it because the owner didn't want to make that big splash. You know, a lot of this is just bad ownership, you know. Uh, it starts at the top, right? Crap rolls downhill. Yeah, he, he ran, uh, North Turner ran the offense for Jimmy Johnson, and North Turner lived off that for the next 25 years. <laughs> uh, he, he's been the offensive coordinator for just about every team in the league. Uh, he's My dad would say he's been fired more times than Davy Crockett's rifle. Him and Dave Wanstead, good guys, neither one of them. That was the defensive coordinator for those Cowboy teams. Neither one of them had coaching material. Not quite the Parcells coaching tree that um, that Jimmy Johnson had. But like I said, I, I really hope that's not the case. I hope this guy comes to his senses, the Spanos, go out, get a good offensive-minded head coach who's got a little sense here. Go out, spend the money, get a real defensive coordinator here, and 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 go out there and compete, man. If not, we're going to see Philip Rivers 2.0. So, anyways, uh, once the owner sold Seau, the defense suffered. Yeah, yeah, Junior Seau. I, I love Seau, man. I really hate that what happened to him. 1994-95 Super Bowl. Uh, Marion couldn't help that defense. Uh, Chad Collins says, Hey, man, appreciate it, Chad. Appreciate it. Okay, good scope. Uh, I said the Eagles will win close, but they would win ugly. Me and uh, Carlos, we agreed on that. 
due to the fact that they weren't that far removed from their bye week. And uh, even though the Bills were desperate for a win, their defense would probably let them down because they've had uh, a, a defensive tackle out, Daquan Jones and Milano, their best linebacker out. That's why I thought maybe they would go out to Shaq Leonard. By the way, Dallas, go shine Shaq, Shaq Leonard. Do not let the Eagles scoop him up, who they're interested in, by the way. Dallas Cowboy fans, don't lose the arms race. The Eagles are getting everybody. They got Kevin Byard, okay? Uh, they got Zach Cunningham from Tennessee. Uh, don't let them get uh, Shaq Leonard, too, and stack their team. But anyways, okay. But either way, I was right. Eagles won. Uh, the Bills would lose. I said that Friday with Carlos Madden, New Yorker Chavez. Bad scope. Ever picking the Saints to do anything. Okay? Uh the Saints are about two years removed from should have um, rebuilt. All right, Derek Carr lost his confidence, and 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 this Dennis Allen, who was fired from the Raiders years ago, he excellent defensive coordinator. Pickles, Dennis Allen, really good. Remember last year or the year before last when he was the interim coach and he shut Brady down. Just about every time Brady was at the uh, play, played the Saints during his tenure with, with, with Tampa. But this guy's like a North Turner, like a Frank. He's not head coach of material. I'm never taking the Saints again. They lost to the Falcons with Derek Carr, who's supposed to be a better quarterback than Britter, who that team's definitely looking for a quarterback. Uh, no touchdowns Sunday. And a must-win game for Carr. Uh, one interception, 77 quarterback rating. Uh, again, Mickey Loomis, general manager of the um, New Orleans Saints, bite the bullet and blow this thing up. You've been putting it off for two years. You lead the league in, in uh, the least cap space. You're you're either 80 to 100 million dollars over in New Orleans. Go ahead and do what you have to do and blow this thing up. Go out and get your real coach and start over, okay? So I was wrong about the Saints beating the Falcons, and I was wrong about the Saints. I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe they still might win a division. Either way, they're getting old. They're getting expensive. Other than Chris Olave and maybe, maybe Lattimore, everybody else will be out of there. Mike Thomas, Derek Carr, even Camaro. All these guys be gone. Nick Taysen Hill, who caught the whole thing, Pickles. I would just blow, just go boom. I'll blow the whole thing all to smithereens and start over from scratch. Okay? Good scope. Pick, picking Michigan over Ohio State, folks. I said 27 to 20. It was 30 to 24. Almost nailed the exact score. Michigan without Harbaugh. Uh, on the sidelines, uh, got to give this guy, let me make sure I got his name right, Sharon Moore uh, going forward on fourth and uh, fourth down. J.J. McCartney, zero interceptions. Kyle McCord, two interceptions for Ohio State. Michigan played an almost nearly flawless game, and Ohio State's defense was really good. It was really good, but Michigan – 
played really well. Uh, very good job there from the um, interim head coach there, Sharon Moore there. Only three penalties, only three penalties uh, in that game for Michigan. Now, I can't throw Ron Day too far under the bus. They only had one penalty, but they had two critical turnovers for Ohio State. One ran, uh, one turned into an early touchdown, and the other one was to seal the game. Michigan, three-game winning streak, said they would do it. Uh, a lot of people said they wouldn't do it. My man Keith Engel said they wouldn't do it, but they pulled it off. Michigan goes on and plays Iowa this week, and I expect them to manhandle them. And Jim Harbaugh will be back on the sideline Saturday night. Bad. Bad scope. Assuming the Jets would maintain the high level of play after beating Philadelphia earlier this year. I just talked about that. Uh, the defense was, was, has, uh, has lightened up due to so much time on the field, offensive line injuries. Zach Wilson has regressed. Uh, they've had to bench him. And now the team looks to have... Um, as I just talked about earlier, they're going to have to dress the big, giant, two elephants in a room, left tackle and young quarterback. And just own the fact that you made a mistake with this whole Aaron Rodgers thing and move on. Just own it move on, you know? Okay, bad scope. Uh, of course, that was part of my bad. They, they, like I said earlier, the 124-yard touchdown return to Devin Holland. Uh, safety ran off a Hail Mary pick six. Good scope. Picking Jacksonville. Picking Jacksonville to beat Houston on the road despite being manhandled by Houston earlier this season. Uh, Houston has a bright future, but their lack of depth on defense. Like I said, um, what what are their one uh, they had a they had a starting safety and a linebacker out, and it looks like that Jacksonville has their footing there. Trevor Lawrence, really good game there. Another good game there. Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley, Lawrence, really spreading the ball around. Uh, set after the game that he knows for years to come, this is going to be a good, fun, friendly rival with C.J. Stroud. Uh, they did get the win on the road. These two teams are set up. Uh, this is going to be really good. Now the Titans got to get it together because these teams are kicking butt. That was a very playoff-like atmosphere there. Uh, Stroud made a few plays down the stretch. Uh, Jacksonville and Lawrence did more. They almost got a little greedy there at the very end. Um, there was a goal line fourth down stop there by um, by Houston on ETN. Uh, but that being said, Jacksonville, big win there. Uh, Lawrence throwing rockets there. Uh, very good game. That was a very underrated game, as I said it would be. Uh, come down here to the last possession. Uh, Jacksonville gets to win. And I go plus one on Carlos, who says Houston lost their Super Bowl. Well, uh, so now I currently lead Carlos in our uh, battle there. It took me a while to catch him. One way or another, I'm going to get you, get you, get you. 
<laughs> I'm just kidding, man. I appreciate you coming on on Friday nights there. Uh, two sacks in them in the end. Uh, so it, it's uh, yeah, they did, and, and it, kudos to Jonathan Allen, Josh Allen, the the defensive end, and uh, played really well for for Jacksonville at the very end. I tell you, folks, this is a battle of attrition in the NFL. Don't be surprised if the Jacksonville Jaguars slide into the Super Bowl this year because of the battle of attrition in the AFC. Uh, even the Ravens are starting to get a lot of injuries, okay? Uh, Denver's surging, but everybody's got their share of injuries in the AFC. I know that. Uh, Kansas City, uh, Rashid Rice there. I said they would bounce back too, by the way. Uh, 106 yards, six catches, and a touchdown there. That guy's going to eventually work out for um, Pat Mahomes, okay? Uh, so, but that being said, with Buffalo slipping, Cincinnati out of it with Burrow, uh, lack of offensive creativity, although I had a pretty good game yardage-wise. What they score? 13 points, Pittsburgh did. Uh, with their new offensive coordinator, Joe Brady. So uh, it's, it's AFC's wide open, folks. It, 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 it's no set. You know, NFC, it feels like it's probably three teams. It's, it's going to be – my favorite would be San Francisco, followed by uh, Philadelphia, the way they're playing right now, and, and the Dallas. And the Dallas needs to get Shaq Leonard. I'm telling you, Dallas fans, uh, do not lose that piece of the arms race. Uh, Leighton Vanderash has been out for a while. I think he's out for the season. Dallas can you lose a um, a Shaq Leonard there? So tomorrow I'll give you my power five after tonight's game. I can't wait to see what's happening with Minnesota, another hot team there that has a shot. And of course, uh, if you want to say bad scope there, Detroit letting me down there, Detroit. Not quite ready for prime time. They do lack depth on the back end. Carlos called that out. That's a good point there. Um, they had one of the worst secondaries in the league last year, and their free agent guys that they've added have been hurt most of the year. Emmanuel Mosley and Gardner Johnson, who, used to, who played really well with the Eagles last year, has been out for a while. You know, and, and Detroit um, – Detroit's been giving up a lot of points, and you know they can't outscore people every week, man. They really can't, and uh, I think Dave Campbell. I th still think they'll probably win. Uh, I still think they'll probably win their division, but uh, it, it's not going to be a walk in the park. They've got to get used to people gunning for them. Uh, now them being a contender, best record since 1962. We bragged on them, then they get beat in their own backyard by Green Bay. So, if you guys like the show, share the show. I'll be back on tomorrow, get into some more games there, uh, give you the Power Five and more. So, anyways, uh, and I do thank Jared Goff, a guy who's playing in the Super Bowl. I think he's not too bad, Carlos. You can hate on him all you want to, but the facts are the facts. Thanks, guys. See you tomorrow, same place, same time, here on Sports Scope.